Hello everyone, welcome to the Blood Bowl Tavern. This is definitely not the second time we're recording <laughs> the intros for this. Uh, welcome to our wonderful Blood Bowl podcast. Um, I am Bearded Lucha, Stu Miller. I'm joined this week by White Hot Chris and Stu Backer Stu. Guys, welcome to our lovely little Blood Bowl Tavern. Thank you, nice Thank to you. be here. Well, it's always difficult for an opening <laughs> podcast to try and do things. Uh, so I thought it'd be a good opportunity for people to get to know the voices they're going to be hearing over the coming months and potentially years, depending on the endorsement go... deals the millions will make. <laughs> I was going to go with centuries, but yeah, let's let's aim small to start with. Yeah, let's start. Maybe if we're going till Christmas, this <laughs> yeah, will be yeah. fine. Um, so as I said, I'm Bearded Lucha. I'm Stu Miller. I played Bud Bowl for about two years now. I am terrible at the game, but I love dice. You're very enthusiastic. That's the important thing as well. Exactly. L- living to living to lose, pretending that I only play ogres because you know I like the challenge. That's no, because I'm just terrible. And tier three loveliness means that I don't stress out too much about it. But uh, Stu, let's have a bit of uh, your background in the NAF and your Blood Bowl history. Sure. So my name is um, Stu. Uh, on the NAF, I'm known as Stu Backer. Learned to play Blood Bowl probably 20-odd years ago, um, and then had a, a massive break and came back into it when 2016 was released. Um, so been playing in our uh, the league that you and I are playing, the um, South Kent Area Blood Bowl League, also known as SCAB, um, since its inception probably about five or six years ago. And we're now um, just finishing Season 8. Um, and I have, as of sometime this summer... Um, Sort of accidentally volunteered to be the NAF representative <laughs> for the Southeast, which is um, volunteered. Which is, yeah, said. yeah, volunteered. I, I said I might be interested in it, and um, my hand was bitten off. Um, and the Southeast is very generously um, defined as pretty much the entirety of the country that isn't Yorkshire. <laughs> um, so if if you if you are a Bubble player in the southeast, you'll probably see me at a tournament at some point, and I can sort you out with a, a new set of these lovely blue NAF dice that you get for renewing your membership. Oh, Chris, have you got the new Blood Bowl, the nice sky blue dice yet? I have not heard of this. I need, oh, I need to get hold oh, of some of those. I, I, my, uh, my NAF membership is coming up, I think. So uh, you should have let me know. I could have, brought, could have brought some along, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll bring some along to Bumley when. Uh, when we come to that tournament. Good stuff. We will talk. We will talk. Yeah. <laughs> How about yourself, Chris? Your background in Blood Bowl? Yeah, so uh, it's very similar to shoes, actually. Um, so, started in the mid-90s. Uh, yeah, sorry, I should say. Uh, name's Chris in the real world. Uh, white hot. And then in terms of the NAF. Uh, yep, so mid-90s is sort of when I started. Big break. Came back. 2016. Um, basically, at that same point, sort of started the Bromley Blood Bowl League, which I continue to be have the privilege of being the commissioner. So yeah, that's it really. So runs tournaments and yeah, yeah, we're in our ninth season this year. Had our sixth year anniversary in September, which is pretty cool. So yeah, awesome. Strong. It's amazing you've both had big long breaks from it because I got back into Blood Bowl again. 2016 was the first box set that I bought of it, and it's because my, I found out my wife was pregnant, and I thought, right, well, my life's ruined, completely ruined. She definitely won't <laughs> listen to this, so we're probably fine. <laughs> we're probably fine. And I went into my local gaming, local gaming shop and I was like, well, I used to play Warhammer 40k. And I was thinking, I'll just get back into this. I like the painting, I like building the models. And then it was a case of, what's that game? It's like, oh, it's uh, like Goblin American Football. I was like, this is right up my street. Because I'd not heard, I, I think like I'd got into Warhammer when I was sort of 12, 13. And I remember going to Fantasy Workshop in Ashford in Kent. And I remember seeing some of the Blood Bowl boxes, but never showed a real interest in it. 
And then, yeah, so Blood Bowl and the return to professional wrestling, they were the two things that becoming a parent forced me to do. But luckily, Blood Bowl has stayed constant. But it's only after lockdown that I started playing. And genuinely, out of all the war games I've played, in fairness, professional wrestling as well, it's a really nice community. Genuinely, I don't think I've met anyone who's been nasty. I've had a couple of games of people who take it a little bit too seriously, Mm -hmm. but not 40k seriously. Yeah, it's a really, really nice community of a game that we enjoy to play and give us a significant portion of our free time to. Absolutely. Only Nuffle is nasty. (laughs) (laughs) Everything else is lovely. God, I hate that Nuffle guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'd I'd very much agree with that. Like, there's there's so many people I've met playing Blood Bowl um, that I would consider good friends now. Um, And it's it's very, very rare that you have a bad experience playing, playing against someone. Yeah, my bad experience normally comes in when I start rolling dice. That's the only bad experience, but that's my own uh, self-inflicted thing. So I suppose for the time being, and again, I'm sure this will change out the course of when we're doing the podcast. What's the favourite team to play at the moment? What's what's your go-to team? If you're going to a tournament, you want to try and compete, finish your best position... What's your team of choice? What do you go with? Um, if I want to try, I'm taking Dark Elves. But I, um, I need to start playing them in the summer um, as a, a, a warm-up to take them to the World Cup. Because I, I have a thing when I play team sports that I don't want to be the one letting the team down, which I, I got literally every time I've ever played football. <laughs> um, and, and so I thought, right, I'm going to take basically the best team in, in the game um, so I don't feel oh, like goblins. I'm letting my team... the best team in the game. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But funny, I've, I've got a question about that later. But um, uh, yeah, so so I figured I'd, I'd, I'd take a team that you know I'd, I'd probably not lose too many games with and get results for, for the team at the World Cup. And I, I did, I did probably as well as I'd hoped. Um, but I, I would, I would say they're far from my favourite team. Um, uh, and I'm now bored of playing them. <laughs> really? uh, after take uh, after playing them for about four or five months solid um, outside of our, our league play, um, I I think I mean ogres I love. So when when I first learnt the game um, twenty years ago, um, I didn't have an ogre team, but the idea of having six big mean men to beat up your opponent's team was was like just so um, enticing. And so when I got back into the game, started playing Ogres, the first tournament I went to, I took Ogres. I was like, right, I'm not gonna, not gonna win, but I'm gonna take Ogres, I'm gonna have fun. Um, and, I, and I did, and they're great fun. And they've really got a, 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 a space in my heart, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I, I say, I love all the stunty teams, and as I'm sure we're gonna talk about um, in due course. But yeah, one, one of the stunty teams, definitely. How about you, Chris? So I think definitely for me, really, most of the tournaments I go to at the moment is all really about playing a team I haven't used before. So that's the bit I enjoy, is actually taking a team for the next tournament I'm playing in is Norse. Never used Norse at a tournament before. But I'd like to use a different team and try and use a different star player. So either that, a new star player or a new build or something like that with a team I've not, preferably not used before. Dark Elves, if I was trying, probably the same for me, actually. Um, if I'm trying hard, but I don't tend to do that very often. If I've not got a team painted... I'll probably fall back on the Dark Elves. It's probably where it goes. So usually the last, uh, at the minute, I'm rushing to try and paint the Norse team for a couple of weeks to try and get it done. If I don't get it done, I'll probably fall back onto, say, Dark Elves or Necromantic or something like that. Um, 
just because they're yeah, very, very good. But uh, Strange for me, I think Goblins are probably the one team I really don't like. <laughs> oh, really? Sort of, as yeah, in to play I against or to play as? Play as. They're probably, I find, the worst team to use. I mean, they're st- statistically, they're the worst team. Yeah, in the yeah, game. That's, that's it. Um, and I've, I've been playing them this season in our, our league, and the first two games were just an absolute disaster. Uh, I played against Orcs and then Chaos Dwarfs, and I, I think both games I had fewer than fewer than four players left on the pitch at the end, um, and didn't have any of my fun tricks to do. Yeah. Um, but I've I've grown to like them as the season's gone on, um, and I've been able to do the stuff. But I think I, I just can see in a t- tournament you're just gonna really struggle. Yeah, I, I had an entire bad season of goblins, and that just put me off a lot. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just I was like, right, one of these games is gonna kick in. The secret weapons are gonna do everything they need to do. You know, and throw goblins here and there. Bombers are gonna be exploding. One, one, one. No, 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 no. You can't do that. And uh, yeah, there's just every game was team imploding, team imploding, team imploding. It's probably my my style. I, other people tell me. <laughs> other people tell me. No, it is actually good, Chris. You can make them work. It's uh, I've just never found that sweet spot yet. I mean, there, there definitely are players that that can. So Tommy in our league has um, taken them for three seasons. He's taken them to tournaments, and um, as you know, he's he was on your team at the. Um, Kent Team Championship, yeah, so yeah, well. you know he he can play them, um, but he also has the attitude that ah uh, everything's going to go wrong at some point. It's fine, yeah. Um, which you need to have like a, a serious. If if you're trying to compete and play with goblins, you've picked the wrong team. Yeah, yeah. probably where I failed there. I wanted one thing to work, please. Yeah. Reliability. I found throw teammate in any team for me since playing has been completely unreliable. Yeah, this past Sunday at the October Cup, my last game was on Ogre versus Ogre. I'd stacked my Ogres with loads of block, he'd stacked his Ogres with loads of Brawler and lots of rerolls. And I lost 4 0 <laughs> to Whoa. another Ogre team. Wow. Three of those were launching a Noblar, <laughs> holding a ball, inaccurate passes, bounced beautifully, landed perfectly. And I was like, this is. Incredibly brilliant, but obviously yeah, yeah, not yeah. in my favour of a four-nil defeat at the end. It's very difficult when you play in a um, a six-game tournament, in which you only play half the games and still finish second from bottom. <laughs> it goes to show how well it really works. Well, I, you know, had you played six games, you might have got a few more points. Is is the way that I would look at it. Yeah, hmm. but as we've gone on to that, yeah, you know, that's the most recent tournament we've had, and it's the one that um, we had at the Scab League. It was our first two-day event that we'd held at the Grand Burst yeah. in Hotel. Some have rated it the worst hotel in the UK, but as a function room, very, very good. Very, very cheap as well, which is the, <laughs> the, the, the selling point for us, really. Um, there, yeah. So, so yeah, we get a, a big room for um, not much money. So we could, we've, it's the second time we've used um, the, the space. Um, we had 30 people there, which was the cap for this time. Um, and I think if we do it again, we can probably go to about 40 comfortably without feeling squashed. Um, but yeah, where, where do you want to start talking about it? Well, I suppose just in, in general on, on tournament play. So the two-day tournament is something that, you know, some Blood Bowl players will only go to one day. Some people really like the two-day format. I find that if I play a two-day tournament, I've only done a couple of these. So I did UKTC and I did Thread Bowl this year. And I found that by the end of that weekend, my brain is mush. And for the drive home, even when I'm playing terrible teams, it's like, I'm not going to win. I don't really need to concentrate. But when you think, I need to win one match this whole weekend, I've paid for a hotel, <laughs> I've paid for travel and food, I want to get one win. But I find that, you know, 
I think if you've got the right venue, the right competition, a two-day tournament could be really, really good fun. And I think that's what was really nice to see uh, the October Cup for this year. There were people who'd never met each other, but obviously they're all staying around, same as we said at the start of the episode, that it's a really good community. People were exchanging numbers, people going out to grab food together who they'd never met. And I think that's one of the good things about a two-day tournament. You've got a chance to actually get to know the people you're playing. Yeah, so obviously when you go to a one-day tournament, um, you know, you, you turn up, uh, it starts at, say, 10 o'clock, finishes at 6, and you're like, wait, well, I want to go home, get my food, go to bed, because, um, well, well, I do because I'm an old man now. Um, so so you don't probably speak to people quite as much. Obviously, you'll interact with the person that you're, you're playing each game with, but, um, yeah, like you say, you know, uh, for... The last one we did in um, February, we all went out for a meal afterwards and you get to have a chat and, and that sort of thing. So it's, yeah, it's, it, there, there is something to be said about it. Um, if, if everyone is, has to be in the same place for an evening, you'll, you'll start speaking to people that you might not have done otherwise. It's yeah. definitely the, uh, the, the morning of the second day. There's those that are hungover <laughs> and really struggling, and then it's just the general catch-up with the other people that have calmed down after the chaos of the previous day yeah. and realised, actually, it's not quite so bad, and I'm really looking forward to Blood Bowl again. Yeah. Having the previous day, the end of, in the evening, just thinking, I hate this game, everything is terrible, my dice are awful, and by the morning, they're like, I can't wait, I love this game. And <laughs> a few hours ago, you were you know, ready to throw it all in and, and, and quit it all, so yeah. First game of day two has been the only games I've won at two-day tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> it's been fantastic. So I don't drink alcohol, so it's a case of, right, I'm going in fresh, had a good night's sleep. And my opponent is hopefully hungover. <laughs> exactly. It's like, I've lost three games, so I'll be near the bottom of the <laughs> bottom tables. This person's going to be really hungover. Great, off to the races. So it's a flawless tactic. It's the matchup you want. You just need somebody <laughs> staggering up to your table. Yes, excellent. Here we go. <laughs> I need to take 10 minutes. Okay, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. You're on the clock, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, So the, let's talk about the October Cup format and the yeah. set that what we had. So obviously, you, yourself and uh, Eldritch Fox, who's Ollie, who can't be here today, uh, who'll also be joining us regularly for the podcast. Um, you guys sort of TO'd this one, you organised it, you booked it. So let's go through all of that. Sure. So, I mean, it, this this one was more Ollie. So I, I, um, I sort of feel with our events, we, we each have our... So, so you, there's yourself, me and Ollie, who, who are the commissioners, joint commissioners of um, the Scab League, with Ollie being the overlord who has the final say in everything. But um, in terms of tournaments, I feel we split it out a bit. So Ollie does the ones with the really wacky rules. You do the um, like the sh the variant rules, uh, gutter ball and dungeon ball, and and then I do the more serious competitive ones. So um, Ollie's really the one that comes up with the the crazy ideas, and this is the second time we've run October, uh, October even, um, and it was slightly toned down a bit from last time because there were a lot of rules that everyone had to <laughs> to remember. Um, but effectively, if you if you can roster a strength five player, you have to. And at any point when you set up for a drive, if you don't have a strength five player on the pitch, it gets replaced by an ogre with a ball and chain, who also has animal sadrovici and is a bonehead. So is not a great player to to have um, on your team. And it's even worse when he knocks out like your war dance or something to take their place. Um, uh, and there were a couple of other rules, like the ball would bounce more, um, and if you get surfed, the the crowd would hurt you more. Um, but the, the strength five aspect of it was was really the key. Um, and 
lots of people were looking at the problem of how to solve that in a very different way. So we had 30-player tournament and 21 different races were representative, um, which I don't think I've seen in a, in a tournament that small before, which is, is just crazy, but um, very interesting as well. I think having sort of the um, the additional rules on star players and everything. So normally, like for example, when we did the um, the Terry tournament, and I'd be very careful because I haven't said that there's any expletives <laughs> in any of the, in this podcast, so I don't want to get in trouble with like the Spotify overlords. Um, but obviously, there was a lot of bomber spam and all yeah. those. And I think the megastar rules coming in have really altered. I mean, like you said earlier, Chris, about like taking different star players to different tournaments. Yeah. There were so many. I think there were only sort of a couple of Zugs, and then everyone else had a slightly, you know, a different star player. Yeah, roster. so there, there were, I think there was four or five um, stars, which two people had taken, seven or eight that had just been taken once, and then uh, 12 or so uh, teams who didn't have any stars at all. So it, it was quite a variety, um, and I think there was only probably one mega star. Um, so Mini Morg took Morg. Um, I mean, he has to, right? has he, to he, he's he has le- to, right? Yeah, yeah, he's legally obliged to to take him. Um, but I, I think he's probably the only megastar that got that got picked. Um, so yeah, and quite a nice variety. Um, and and sort of going back to what Chris was saying um, earlier about taking a, a team that you'd never taken before. Um, I took Tomb Kings, who I had literally. I'd say less than 1% desire to play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But David, um, uh, Clown Zombie from our our league, um, took them to the World Cup and I uh, engaged in what I believe the kids call banter with him. (laughs) And um, as team captain, he was like, right, well, if you think you can do better, give him a go. Um, And basically, we we ended up picking each other's teams for this tournament. um, And... It was a very interesting experience to take a team that you you wouldn't have chosen yourself, um, definitely. Um, so I'd played a couple of practice games, just sort of uh, vanilla Tomb Kings, uh, and then was like, ah, this is this is too boring. I, I, I'm going to take Wilhelm Cheney, partly because he will uh, Im- improve the, the team, but also so I can shout, Wilhelm! <laughs> at every available opportunity. Um, and that, that was definitely the most fun part of the weekend he let me down on so many occasions <laughs> um it, it was beautiful but by by the same token uh, he made it more enjoyable and, and probably won me the game that i won um and, and got me a couple of draws as well did it uh, did it rain in any of your games um i i think we avoided all the uh, in fact actually there was a, a custom weather table it was oh, um okay. right I can't remember which one it was. I got Gale Force wins in my first game, which said you couldn't throw teammate, and it's ogres. <laughs> and it got to about turn six of the second half, and I Ollie came over and I said, "Well, this is terrible. I can't throw teammate." And he said, "You've got a punter." It says nothing about not kicking, kicking teammate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no! <laughs> and that would have, I think, that would have got me a win. Oh, I had the opportunity man. to do it, but you know, read the rules. Yeah. It's always important to read the rules. That that was the only. Uh, weather that came up for me as well and, and obviously it ruined the Kemi passing game so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was a bit screwed then um, but it was it was a very interesting ex- experience all in all I had um, I played five five of the six games uh, one of them I sat out as the odd um, odd man um, and actually I probably would take the same team again I'm, I'm thinking of taking them to the event that you're running Chris in Bromley potentially but Ooh. um yeah, it's 
you have to get your mind around playing in an entirely different way to to what you're used to, and I think I think that makes you um, better as a player. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree. It's fun. I, I think it's, it's a different aspect. I mean, vampires obviously the big topic at the moment. Yeah, they're a very different team to every other team, and it's it's fun to try the, that variation and not just I find anyway stick to that one team. Yeah, so I did want to talk. We talk about vampires a bit, but do you want to talk about your the rest of your experiences um, at the weekend before we d- move yeah, on? Yeah, so I had um, my first game was Norse, and obviously Norse versus sorry Norse with Borak. <laughs> As well, which was very unfair. Okay. But, you know, yeah. but again, mm-hmm. uh, as always with a Norse team, Alex found that his Yeti did nothing for the whole game. So that was quite helpful. Mm. Um, second game, I played against uh, a chap called Tom, who hasn't played for, again, a prolonged period of time. Uh, we bonded over the fact we knew sort of one of New Zealand's top companies who may <laughs> try and sponsor some of our pitches, subject to uh, approval. Probably <laughs> we might find out by the time this podcast goes live. Um, and then, so that was against OWA, and that was a 2-1 win for me there. But I think that was, again, down to um, lack of experience from Tom, because it was a case of, I can zigzag up and down the pitch, kick to him straight away, waited for the inevitable touchdown, which he did on turn one by throwing the half lane, got a one, turn one touchdown, wow. and then I spent the next... He's of, very keen. <laughs> I, I, again, someone else doing a throw teammate, scoring a touchdown. Yeah, yeah. I can't bloody do it. It's a nightmare. <laughs> But then I spent most of the games like hit, remove, hit, remove with, as I said, you know, four ogres with block plus Zug plus a punter with leader. But I, I love playing ogres. I like genuinely, whilst you know, I, I lack a significant volume of skill and concentration to do it. I think the same appeal as you said, Stu. It's the I've got so many big guys going around just doing stupid things. But my last game, everything was a one. We're out, rush one. Go anyone like pick up the ball one bonehead bonehead bonehead. Although the entire tournament, I did not roll one skull, not even a dice pool. That's pretty impressive. Not at all. And it's like really? that will never be repeated yeah. for wow. anything I do again. And that's the tournament you took ogres. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you uh, rolled lots of d sixes and not blocked it. Well, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. the end. <laughs> so I, obviously, the next tournament uh, we've got will be. Um, I think we're going off to, up to Ipswich, which we'll talk yep. about in a second for the uh, Southeast Tournament series at other venues. Um, but I think again, when it comes to and taking ogres to that as well. So I saw the, the October Cup as a warm up <laughs> for the uh, Suffolk Subterranean Warfare we're going to. But I think potentially. Um, uh, Mike, who you recommended as a commission painter, mm. he yeah. had painted me um, a dwarf motorbike team. Oh, And so the death roll is a man on a hog. Editing <laughs> such an incredible one. He's done such a great job. A fantastic commission painter. Um, so I'm probably going to take those if I take a dwarf team. Or potentially if I've got time to paint my birthday gift of the <laughs> wrestling orcs. Uh, but I probably won't have time to paint them now before yeah. the 2nd of December. But yeah, I, I think the, the October Cup is... You could tell based on last year to this year the fact more people turned up. We could have had more people come in. I think as time goes on, we've seen it. So obviously, October sold out. The the Bromley Blood Bowl League sort of winter tournament sold out in like three minutes flat or something yeah, crazy yeah, like that. Yeah. Eight <laughs> hours, I think it was. Well, I did, okay, I did three, look. Three hours, so but I was, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah okay. NAF Championship sold out in just over an hour. Welsh Nationals is almost sold out already. I think three it, months I think before the event. I saw today it's sold, now sold out as yeah. well. It's an incredible time to play tournaments. But then that leads on nicely to 
a big tournament series, which you know we're all involved with. Yeah, that's right. It's almost like we've done this podcasting <laughs> thing before, this seamless transition. It's almost like we have a list of things to talk about, <laughs> and are, are slowly waking up, working our way through that list. So the the Southeast tournament series is is what you're referring to, which is going to start in March next year going to run through to probably November or December, depending on exactly when the last event is. And it's going to be 10 events across the southeast. And so it's not quite as um, generous a de- definition of the southeast as the NAF have, but it, it does include uh, like Ipswich and Portsmouth, um, Kent, Sussex, Surrey. Um, so, so it's quite well spread out. Uh, and everyone will be doing varying event, various events. Um, and basically, if you go to five events, you qualify to uh, for potentially getting a tournament series prize. Um, and your best five scores will be taken. And um, yeah, whoever is the best in the southeast will get a lovely trophy. Yeah, Ooh, everyone loves a trophy. Yeah, yeah. And probably yeah, yeah. Some, also some prizes that we um, haven't yet sorted out because we've got over a year to do so. Yeah. So, so you said the first event we're going is second of March. The tournament starts was the uh, Kent Team Championship. Yeah, uh, we ran that last year as an invite-only event, which uh, Chris's team won and are the defending champions. Are you, you're returning as the same team, aren't you? We are. We are. I mean, we only really formed as a bunch of random disparate, yeah. Yeah, 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 people who didn't have a team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I was sort of like filling in the gaps. Really, I think all of us were. So yeah, so that was uh, after every game, we sort of got together thinking. How did your game go? I won. Really? So did I. How did your <laughs> game go? I won. Really? Oh, right. Okay. Um, and we kept coming back. I mean, I was using Nurgle. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, yeah, so Tommy was Goblins. Tommy was Goblins. Was Demo o- was Orcs. W- and uh, Bob was Halflings as well. Yeah, so that's, that's it. Good memory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, we were not expecting to uh, to do well. There was absolutely no pressure within the team. All of us were just, it's fine. Let's just go have some fun and see what happens. And, uh yeah, yeah, we had very good dice, I think, is yeah. generally what the, the feedback was. We all <laughs> had a lovely, lovely day. So. Yeah. So and so you're you're returning as the defending champions, um, and we currently have twenty six teams of four signed up. So it's gonna be uh, a ridiculously large number of people compared to our, our normal tournament size. But it's it's proved um astoundingly popular. No pressure. Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um it's being being held at Canterbury Cricket Ground, uh, or Kent, Kent County Cricket uh, about I mean, okay, I swear I can I swear I I know what the words are. <laughs> I'm definitely um, not editing this. Yeah, no. No, I, I fully expect nothing to be edited. Um uh Kent County Cricket Club ground um in Canterbury. Um and it's you get the 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 room has got like a nice view over the the cricket pitch. Not that anyone will really be looking at that. Um, the, but the next Blood Bowl variant, Blood Bowl cricket. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's definitely uh, rules to be written for that. Um, uh, so yeah, so we've got um, 26 teams. I think capacity is 28. We might be able to extend that if um, if there is more demand. But um, that's the cap at the moment. And we've got some 
some really good players have, have signed up. Um, so it's going to be really competitive. So I think you are, are going to have your work cut out if you want to yes, defend your title. Yes, I've seen some of the names. Yes, so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think our sort of cavalier attitude to... Uh, <laughs> I think I'm taking snotlings I've committed to this time. Okay, uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, so uh, I think that's part of the uh, defending champions. I don't want any pressure there. <laughs> so, yeah. And there's yeah. No, no stars allowed either. So oh, that's be great. So that'd be, that'd be great. I'm yeah. Can't wait. Come on, our garden snotlings that yeah, you have. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's going to be the first event of the series, um, and then the rest of them will um, go out uh, across the year, basically. Uh, and it's the first time it's been run, um, so hopefully it's going to go well. Um, yeah. I think it's helped with the University at York double booking, so UKTC can't go ahead around that time. Because yeah. obviously that's the time window, I, I assume the seasoned Blood Bowl player will go, it's March, April. I play UKTC. I want my team tournament. I'll travel up the country to York. But now this time, because they've had to rearrange to the summer of 24 due to like a scheduling conflict, there's now a team tournament. And it's like, great, we'll travel. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've had interest from um, much further than I expected. So um, Jock, who I believe is based in York and, and um, uh, plays in the league there, he, he was talking about bringing, bringing a, a team down. But um, the the date actually clashes with the Scottish um, national Mulligans, um, and I've I've had a chat with the organisers, so we don't do that again in the future. Because um, I, you know, I I was expecting thirty or forty people, um, but both events have got around a hundred, hundred and twenty something That's like really that. That's really good. Wow. So so that many people playing Blood Bowl in two different locations um, on on the same uh, weekend is is crazy in in itself. Um, but yeah, I, I was amazed. Obviously, it's a, it's a one-day tournament as well, so I wouldn't have expected people to want to travel, but um, everyone loves Blood Bowl, so yeah. On the subject of traveling, I was having this thought earlier on, on tournaments, and you said like people are willing to travel. Someone should do the Three Peaks Blood Bowl Challenge, <laughs> a three-day tournament, have a drive to drive you through the night, sleep in the car, play another three games. I think that'd be amazing, the Three Peaks Blood Bowl Challenge. So, so that's nine games in a... Nine games in a three-day period with a lot of tra- driving. I, th- I, think, yeah. I think what you should actually do is, is one game up in top of Ben Nevis, <laughs> one game top of Snowdon, and one, yes. uh, one game top of Scarfell Pike. And, and that's your three ga- one-day, three-day tournament. Sorted. On the plus point, if anyone wants to run that event, <laughs> I, will, I, I will happily play in that event. The only downside is that you, you could be a, a better climber than your opponent, so you could be waiting at the top of a mountain for your, your opponent to, to get up there before you can start the game. Yeah, clock started, though. <laughs> get the chess clock out. But that's, and I think that's the interesting thing, like I said about the series. You, know, you don't have to go to every single event. You can come to five. Um, I don't know how much listenership we'll have on the first episode, but if people want to get involved in one of these final two teams for Kent Team Championship, where can they find information about that? Um, so all the information is on Talk Fantasy Football. Uh, that's probably, I guess, the most common place that people check. Um, we have also got it up, I believe, on the NAF website. And um, we've got a Discord for Blood Bowl in Southeast, which obviously you're, you're welcome to join. And um, you'll be able to find messages, have banter. Um, you couldn't see me do in air quotes <laughs> <laughs> um, because I do actually hate the word. And and but I, I started to stop using it ironically and use it um, at, just as part of my vocabulary. Um, so so there hopefully be lots of places that you can find that. And and one of the reasons that we wanted to start the podcast is is to talk about it, keep people updated. 
um, because within the Blood Bowl community, community, there is a lot of disparate sources of information. Um, so, I, I mean, this is the one definitive source. Uh, this is where you need to come for everything Blood Bowl. Don't need to go anywhere else. That's it. <laughs> and also, I forgot, you know, we do a podcast now, so when I say, where can people find out about it? Links are in the thing below. Yes, Follow the links yes, in the podcast. There you go. I'll definitely remember to put them in, in after the edit. Show notes. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> show notes. <laughs> yeah, if you sign up for our Patreon, <laughs> get show notes nice and early. Yeah, exactly. Everyone loves some show notes. Yeah, but so again, from a, from a TO standpoint, so like, like Stu said earlier, I've, I've done like the variants. Um, obviously, you're pretty much leading... KTC and the, the, obviously you're, you're running a league Chris mm -hmm. how stressful is it so if someone's let's say they're in an area where they've got a group of friends they all play Blood Bowl but they actually want to do like a formal league they want to do it in tour play or maybe they want to run a tournament what advice would you give to those I say aspiring TOs those who just want to put on tournaments other than be kind take a bit of time don't try and organize a tournament within like a week's notice what advice would you give to people trying to set up tournaments I have to be careful what I say here because I know people I know will listen to this and I will <laughs> tell my league mates about it. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, overall advice would be tournaments especially, find a venue, key thing, beyond anything else, find a venue. And then after that, it really is speaking to people within the community that are at that venue as much as you can or if you know other people within the area. So, like the Blood Bowl Southeast, another plug for the Discord. Um, is a great resource and I have to say there's been lots of feedback about how it's great to have a lot of information in one place um, having lists of tournaments that sort of thing very similar to what talk fantasy football um, sort of does in terms of tournaments but you know there's an avenue there for lots of people to talk um, very directly so yeah so definitely uh, yeah so definitely that and first tournaments keep it simple you don't have to go into the crazy stuff necessarily the first one um, so that the most amount of people people that don't have star player models people that just I have people at tournaments who turn up and say, well, I've just got the team out of the box. I didn't know I could have extra skills because they've never played tournaments yeah. before. They, they're not familiar with it at all. So the sim more simply you can keep it and then build that community because if that person enjoys that event, they'll come again and you'll get more and more people at your events and the word will spread. So, yeah. I think that's the thing that I found because obviously living until the last two years in like a games workshop bubble, it's a case of, oh, they've got the rules in the rule books for league play. Oh, I don't know how to do that. Um, I could do a tournament. What's a resurrection tournament? I don't know. Yeah, and I think yeah. that for anyone who's basically just got into Blood Bowl, they've got their first box set, they've gone into their local friendly gaming store, and they've gone, oh, what's this Blood Bowl? Oh, these vampires mm -hmm. look cool. And for some reason, they listen to a podcast. I think it's that's the key thing. Immerse yourself in your... Like your community, speak to your the people who run your game shop and go, you know, is there Blood Bowl? Because I'd been to Chaos Cards before in Folkestone, which is where our, sort of the main grounds for the, the Scab League is. I had no idea they did Blood Bowl League until I reached out and I saw there was a, a Facebook page for it. Again, links in the description below. You know, generic plug. <laughs> and I think that, that's the thing. And then you get into a whole new world of dice. Oh, so many dice. <laughs> no, Outside yeah, the Games yeah. Workshop dice, it's wonderfully expensive. My wife, who definitely won't listen to this, will be horrified to find out <laughs> the value of the dice in that room that we, uh, that we had. Uh, are they on your house insurance? Um, no, not yet. <laughs> some, of, some of them probably should be. You see it now, though, and this is the thing that surprised me most. So, Gutter Bowl, sold out, can't get it for love nor money anywhere. Blitz Bowl, sold out. You could only buy it from Warhammer World. And I'll be honest, I was one of those guys who was up there and was like, 
I will buy Blitzball for £40 and I will turn it on eBay for £70 because <laughs> I need more dice to buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Vampire yeah. dice sold out within an hour on the GW web- website. And uh, thanks to uh, Wayland Games, who sent me my Vampire Dice, <laughs> Champions of Dice. But I, it, it's getting to that stage now where the collectors have such an opportunity. But also, I see it already on like eBay and on Facebook. It's like, here's a Vampire Dice, it's £50. And don't get me wrong, I'm somebody who spent a lot of money on dice. I'm stupid. I have problems. Mm-hmm. But the fact that someone's gone and is like, ah, here we go. I'm going to see it as an opportunity. Again, I appreciate I'm being very hypocritical mm-hmm. after what I did with Blitzbowl. But yeah, it's crazy how quickly these things sell out now. It's popularity, isn't it? It's the popularity of Blood Bowl. I think it's, uh, I think, uh, about what you guys have sort of seen, but since sort of COVID, uh, and there's been a massive uptake in the last six months, I think, in Blood Bowl, like you, the World Cup. Yeah. I think that's given a massive shot in the arm. And then obviously the NAFC, everything's selling out, as you were saying before. So it, it's, it's definitely exploding again. Um, I think with the 2016, it went quite big then. Everyone was, everything was selling out really fast. It sort of tapered off a little bit since then. Um, World Cup, vampires turning up you know all these sorts of things it's really starting to blow up and and just from a to perspective hitting in tournaments now it's pretty tricky compliant yeah it's quite tricky now it's actually we're running out of weekends uh, which is a great problem to have um, especially when you look at the calendar and think this weekend i could just go and play a tournament if i'm willing to drive an hour and a half two hours very lucky here in the southeast we have lots of events um but yeah it's uh Good problem, but uh, for the TO, it's yeah, a bit of a head scratcher sometimes. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not subject to vampires. So um, I, in the the last league season that I played in for Christmas, I got the Torchlight Vampire team. But and I was like, right, all the rumours for about ten months of vampires are coming, vampires are coming. <laughs> so I'm like, right, so I need to prime, paint, enter a league, play a league season get them done, and then try and sell them before while the Games Workshop ones are While they're still legal. <laughs> while they're still legal, exactly. Yeah. And it's the first time I'd played with vampires in under the uh, 2020 rules with you know, animal savagery, and I'll be completely honest with you, it was... There's seasons where things go badly, and you're like, oh, that's gone badly. And then you know, there were times during this season, like, what's the point? <laughs> There's <laughs> literally no point. And I think one game I almost got pitch cleared by um, by Jake's Renegades by killing most of my own players with Animal Savagery. It was incredible. I think I was left with one vampire on the pitch who kept on going, no, no one near me. Just going to stand there and be cross. But the new rules, because we had um, was it three vampire coaches. Yeah, so, so the rules uh, came out like a week before Octoga. Um, and obviously they'd been leaked probably a week or two before that. Um, and we decided to make that legal. Um, because fun, basically. Um, so we had we had one coach who was going to take vampires anyway, um, who had picked them with the intention of always having the ball and chain and just having a good laugh. Um, they picked them, and then we had two more play them as well. Um, and so they they had sort of they all had really kind of middle of the road results. So it suggests that vampires aren't. A crazy overpowered team someone who's really um really good could probably um you know walk a, a number of games but they're still reliant on not rolling ones all the time and, and not killing their their team so we we had um amsel went 303 mr frodo went 213 and 
Matt Mashley from our league went one, two, two because he only played five games. So it's all sort of very, um, very middling results. Um, and I've had a chat with um, had a chat with Amsel and Matt about their thoughts, which um, uh, I will share now if you, if you would like me to do oh, so. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so Amsel uh, said that it was really tiring on on her brain after six games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if that ties in with your experiences of, of playing them in, in a league, but um, with, with with sort of six games in in a weekend needing to worry about positioning your players before doing anything else um, is a bit tricky. Um, she, she also said that you can usually point to one dice roll that, that wins you or loses you the game, um, which in, in a way is a bit like Slan, and just because of, of all the craziness that, that is going on. Um, there's not really any safe moves because literally anything you're, you're doing will uh, probably harm your own team. Um, uh, but on the other hand, they make your opponents plan in an entirely different way because there's always the fear that one of your vampires can just walk into the cage and just turn off all your skills, uh, you know, get rid of your guard, uh, allow another vampire to walk in and, and hypnogaze your, your, your logic ball carrier with, with your hands. And then another one could just go and yoink the ball off them. So, so it really makes you play in a different way. I, I was um, I was actually a bit gutted to not play against any of the three um, the vampire teams. So uh, I had a good chat with with um, with both of them. Um, but Amsa was also saying they've they've got the ability to attempt plays that most teams can't even dream about doing. Mm-hmm. So like they can do ridiculous cra- cage diving stuff. Um, you know, and, and you might have a gutter one to be able to do that, or, um, or a witch shelf or, or something like that. But vampires can probably just do it even better if they work. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And yeah, work, working is, is um, I guess, the key to that. I think the change that to, ha- to bloodlust for animal savagery really unlocks hypno gaze. Because I think if you weren't, if you're rolling a four up to go have to do a hypno gaze under animal savagery to what you can do now with bloodlust, I think makes life a bit easier. And he said, whilst it will always fail, the one time you need to work, it's guaranteed to <laughs> fail. I think it just opens up more. And as you said, it's, it's an interesting comment from Ansel about the, the, your opponent's play style because I think nobody overly worried about Hypnogaze with the, the previous in, incarnation of Vampires. Whereas now, it, it's, it's very much doable. And as you said, if you can switch off the skills. Um, but I certainly won't be redrafting my <laughs> Vampires either under new rules and yeah. giving positionals. They, they, have, uh, they have sullied the, uh, the Blood Bowl last of enjoyment. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, you might you might be tempted to take them out for a tournament, maybe at one point. But Definitely not. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Um, uh, and then, sort of, Matt. You know, Matt had very similar similar thoughts, but sort, sort of slightly different comments. Um, uh, he he liked the fact that the the roster, because no no one, unless they're ridiculously stupid, is going to take all six vampires, <laughs> um, because they would eat your team quite quickly, um, and then run out of people to eat, and then uh, not do anything. Um, but he, he, so he, he quite liked the fact that, you know, probably you get 10 or so different vampire coaches. They're probably all going to have slightly different rosters, which you wouldn't get like at at, at tournament. You'd probably get, you know, if, if you had 10 dark elf coaches, you're going to have very, um, very similar rosters, you know, Skaven, probably fairly similar. So it's, it's nice that when you come up against them, you're probably going to have a bit of variety. 
Um, he also thought that thralls were better than he expected for 40k, um, but I thought they, they were just basically uh, blood banks. Um, <laughs> 40k blood banks. Um, uh, star player access was something that he pointed out as well, um, because you've got a lot of good star players. He and Mr. Frodo both took Ivan the Animal, um, and it wasn't until after chatting to him I, I looked up, and he's like, such a ridiculous ball hunter. It's it's crazy. He's got block, tackle, strip ball, and juggernaut. So it's incredible. Yeah, so yeah, so you yeah, get a vampire to, to yeah. gaze the corner of the cage. Send him in. There's there's pretty much zero chance that they're gonna keep retain the ball. Um. So so yeah, I, I would be very scared to go up against him. And probably he should be considered to be a megastar when um, GW. Do that. Do, uh, do the nef- next FAQ because that'll be uh, next month as well. Mm. Hooray! More content <laughs> for cover the podcast. <laughs> um, but they they both basically concluded that they're sort of a solid tier two team. Uh, they're definitely not um, tier one. Definitely not for the beginners. Um, and they they both sort of agreed that the the closest play style is, is probably like a stunty team. In, okay. in that you have to think about your positioning and, and yeah, like yeah. like ogres if, if your ogres are the wrong place you you're just screwed so so your vampires need to be in the right place but also your thralls do as well yeah so it was really it was really interesting to to talk to them both and and see how they, they all got on and and there was probably only about um one win between between them all so yeah very, very sort of middle of the road team i mean i, I imagine we'll see vampires win the odd tournament here and there but I think it's going to be much rarer and it might happen in a three game tournament where there's less opportunities for the dice to, to let them down yeah. yeah have you got anyone playing uh, vampires in Bromley at the moment uh, we did uh, he's kind of given up on the vampires a little bit on that side I have to say <laughs> it um, sounds familiar yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so, uh, so yeah uh, We've had a few because um, a lot of the the guys like to try and play the teams before they get changed. So like the high elves, the the Kemri, uh, two Kemri teams this year because people are expecting sort of you know chaos dwarfs as well. So they're trying to place through some of those teams. So we've had a few vampire teams over the last sort of few seasons. I played vampires in my last sort of shorter season. Um, I thought they were okay, really. Um, get I, out. And, <laughs> I, I found, because uh, I played so like probably a dozen games or so in the old rules, the old uh, sort of 2016, the old Bloodlust yeah. rules. I played about a dozen or so games with the Animal Savagery one. I find Animal Savagery probably slightly better than the other ones there were before, but um, I found it, yeah, there's quite a bit of flexibility with what you do. But I think definitely, like you said there about the hypnotic gaze, if your opponent knows about it, that's a you're on, you've got trouble um, because they double screen. They just put you know basically a double cage to try yeah. and prevent mm. prevent you. But if they don't know really about it, even though I try to explain to my opponents, this is what I am going to do <laughs> because this is my trick. Um, this is the one thing I can do. But if your opponent doesn't quite know how to position, you have a strength four, typically strength four, agility four piece that can do what it likes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So they. Definitely relying on dice. So I would imagine. I'm looking forward to trying them. The new version, the new positionals as well, and the Vargeist, yeah. which uh, brings a different variation. I think, which would be cool. What do you think of the models? I love the I love the models. The um, Count Luther, the old Count Luther, the old third edition Count Luther is probably like one of my favourite sort of 
so comic book kind of yeah. vampire. So the new thrower basically just looks like him, incredibly similar to that. So yeah, so no, I love the new models. It's uh, I can see why some people might not like them. Um, it's a very specific, you know, like as I say, sort of comic booky kind of Renaissance kind of vibe to the Interview with a Vampire kind yeah. of film. Have you ever seen that film? Yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise and that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of that um, sort of uh, uh, feel to them. But I personally like it. That's sort of aesthetic. I. I'm surprised they did it, really. Um, GW, I thought they go a bit more of the sort of Vargeisty sort yeah. of style. Um, well, the um, the the Necro team is quite comic book as well, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't know whether they're they're just thinking about that for all of the like the, the undeady kind of theme teams, yeah, um, or whether someone just threw it out as an idea and and not expecting it to get through. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. I suppose then that that leads on to the question: of What's next? And I, uh, I know, obviously, in, in our Discord channel, you posted sort of the GW Insider giving his feedback on Blood Bowl. On yeah, I've no idea how legit that is, but um, it was it was a thing on Reddit that then got taken down. Yeah, but it, but the concept behind it is very much true of the third-party market. There's no point in going, oh, in three months' time, we're going to release a brand-new High Elf team, because every no. third-party sculptor can they're more nimble they're more agile they can get and the the incredible quality of some like these third party teams coming through especially in the last 12 months the quality's been absolutely incredible but i wonder you know because normally we have two teams a year so we can have the end of the year almanac because obviously it brings in a nice bit of free money for gw to yeah. double up spikes and put a nice put them in a hardback do we think we'll get anything extra before Christmas? Do you think? I think it's very there? doubtful, based yeah, on the fact that it took a year between Amazons and and Vampires. Um, I think they're probably working through the teams of Legend, um, but I don't think we're going to get another one soon. So there's there's a lot of star players that w- have been released over the last year, um, and with with Blood Bowl not being Games Workshop's flagship. Um, put up by any means. Um, I think they 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 think they're appeasing the community by giving us star players every month. Mm. Whereas yeah. um, you know the community probably would would much rather prefer them to finish re redrafting all the all the teams of legend. The only thing I heard was new edition was. I've heard that rumor. Yeah, times. I've heard that rumor. I'm I'm fairly sure it's probably a fan started rumor <laughs> rather than a games workshop rumor. But yeah, yeah. No, that's true. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a while before we get another team, to be honest. I think that they'll drip feed out the star players like they have been really sort of now and then, which is fine. It's, uh, you know, all the, all the teams are still playable. So yeah, I mean, we've got, we've got 28 um, Games Workshop teams, 29 if you count Slan, um, and there's enough variety within them for everyone to find a team that they're going to enjoy playing as well. Yeah, just Chaos Dwarfs have to have Big Cat. That's it. <laughs> that's the only thing. That's it. That's the only thing I want in life. I think the next step... Or, and I like said, like the new edition. I think it really depends how intertwined Games Workshop are with Cyanide with Blood Bowl Three, because if they were only going to get essentially one tournament ladder out of it before next year, if they go, oh, here's the new rules, and Cyanide go, what have you done? This game's already irrelevant. So it depends how much money. And again, I can't imagine there's too much backing or money into BB Three. But what I want to see, which won't happen by Christmas, give us Games Workshop old world alliance dice <laughs> give us owa <laughs> dice come on is that the only have dice they, we have haven't not got? done them yeah i think that's the only dice we haven't had isn't it yeah we've got chosen yeah. we've got renegades we've got oh, obviously we don't have the teams of legend dice yeah. but owa dice when they re-release the teams put the cards out i thought 
new Underworld dice, yeah, yeah, new yeah, OWA yeah. dice, and the disappointment as I scroll down that pre-release <laughs> schedule. Fuming. And you've got a nice little spot in your uh, your rack for them There's, as well. And hell, I'll buy another rack <laughs> and just keep, keep putting things through. So obviously, uh, we mentioned leagues and you said you're sort of six you've had the six year anniversary are you yeah. mid-season at the moment or are you yeah 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 mid-season so we'll probably finish playoffs will be in the new year yeah so yeah so yeah no it's uh what have we got about probably 20 coaches overall we have sort of a couple of different competitions we have a sevens competition then we have a sort of couple of sort of full 11s competitions that sort of run for people with different schedules so people can play every couple of weeks or every month or things like that so trying to fit as many people in as possible um yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, uh, it's going alright so far. I played last night. I've got a win with the Black Hawks. Yes, Black Hawks are not a good team. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was playing Kemery, and okay. and it was a, a just a, a ball of failure the entire game for both of us. And I managed to eventually get very lucky with a goblin, several dodges, and picking up in tackle zones and blitzing with goblin blitzing. Yeah, um, and eventually managed to score. But yeah, yeah, it was just a it's just a game of failure, really. But, yeah. And your 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 yours is held at the Trial Trader in Bromley. Yeah, yeah, your, tr- main, your main hub. That's it. That's our that's our sort of main base for that. So yeah, uh, Monday nights is uh, league nights. We're usually almost always there every Monday. So if you are in the area, do pop in and say hello. We'll usually be there. We are friendly, mostly. <laughs> Mostly, unlike those vampire coaches, they're just mean people. Uh, and obviously, for, for, from from a scab league standpoint, we're in playoffs, glass, yeah, cup, cup final coming up. Yeah, so Ooh. we um, we've just finished our regular season, and we then go into playoffs for the top uh, coaches in each division, and everyone else gets invited to enter the glass competition. Uh, some people opt not to do so if they are really frustrated with playing vampires, for example. <laughs> um, uh, so so it's basically the, I, I would call it the Europa League of, uh, of SCAB. Um, some people um, would say it's the most important competition those people would be me, and that's because it's the only thing that I've won. <laughs> um, and the trophy's brilliant. The, tro- the, the, way, tr- the trophy is is literally a, uh, a big black vase that I found in a charity shop for three pound, and then <laughs> cut out letters from a um, a, a newspaper to, so it looks like a ransom note. <laughs> I'm sure it looks better in person than you're selling it here. It, still, no, no. It, well, <laughs> well, maybe I don't know. It depends. It depends on your um, aesthetic preferences. Um, and then we have. Um, um, alongside the league, basically like our, our version of the FA Cup, it's called the Lions Two Girls One Cup, um, which which is a straight knockout competition, and they're all going into their semi-finals ish at the moment. So we expect for the new season to begin this late December, early January, probably with Christmas effectively start of January. Um, so if anyone is interested, um, do get in touch. We play mainly like like you and Bromley. We play mainly on Monday nights. Uh, Chaos Cars. They have late opening three evenings, Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Um, and Mondays we can get a bunch of um, tables booked out for us because um, it was getting very busy um, with a... Um, cult. <laughs> a cult. We I can was, call it a cult. I was, I was trying, not to, trying not to call them a cult because, um, you know, that's... We, we don't know for sure that they're cold. They just wear robes and chant but, and, and ring a bell every so often. I feel like we've confused because <laughs> there's, there's, um, there's a game called Blood on the Clock Tower. I don't know if you've heard of it at all. I th- 
My understanding is it's some sort of social deduction game. Um, basically, everyone sits around okay, in a circle. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you thought <laughs> there was a, fine, oh, fine. Yeah, yeah. You thought Chaos Cars hide out some space to a literal cult. Um, <laughs> Got to make money somehow. <laughs> so, so, so uh, there's, Chaos has uh, Chaos Cars has two floors. There's all the games on the bottom uh, for sale. Then a game library at the top, um, and basically half of the top is taken up on a Monday by bud blowers. The other half is taken up by people playing this um, this cult-like game, <laughs> um, and, and they ring a bell every so often, and they they talk and they and do a lot they, of they, clapping. And they they do as well. They yeah. like to go round and they, they like patting them in order. It's really weird. I, th I think that's so they they um, don't awake. hear what's happening, or it might be. <laughs> uh, I mean, I need to do that to stay awake quite a lot of the time as well. So, <laughs> um, so, so anyway, yeah, we're there on Monday nights. Um, pretty much every, every Monday night, there'll be uh, at least one or two games going on. Um, so if anyone is interested, do come down and have a chat. Um, we can obviously arrange you a practice game, um, especially if you've not played at all previously. Yeah, and at the moment as well, for those of us who opted out of playing in the glass, we've got our closed season tournament. We're doing a, a league season of Gutter Bowl. Um, Ooh, wow. Not to blow our own trumpets, we hosted the world's first <coughs> universes. <laughs> the universes, sorry, because Damo was the best gutter ball player in the universe for a period of time. Yeah. Someone from America took that crown for a period of time. I was the best and worst ogre player in the world in gutter <laughs> ball, so that was quite the title to have. But yeah, we're running through a league at the moment. There, um, We've got six players, so we're playing each other twice. Um, I'm trying to plough through uh, some of my games. And I got my first win on Monday with nice. Halflings. Good work. Nice. Because Good work. my wife and daughter, when I said, here's a list of these models to pick, and then pointed at the cabinet of all the things, and my daughter was like, do the ones of the trees. I mean, that, that's quite movement fair. five or <laughs> movement two, six-turn game. Yeah, Look, uh, what, what you're forgetting is the catches have sprints, so they're effectively movement eight. I had forgotten the catch that sprint, <laughs> and that's also probably screwed me over half <laughs> the season. Again, read the rule pack. But um, I love Gutter Bowl. It's silly. It's fun. We've worked out how to do kickoff properly now. Yeah. Kick it down the side. Kick it down the side. Down the it, middle. Just, it stays oh, in one of those okay. little alleys. It, it really screws up your opponent's plan. Oh, that's yeah, Especially clever. if it kicks them in the first half, they don't know what you're doing. Because oh. then you can get there, and they go, oh, I'll run around the back, and then try and come back through the middle, and you've got time to block them off. That's their turn with the ball yeah. gone. Ooh. But it's, it's, it's a very fun, silly game. I don't know if you've played it at all. I played one turn yeah. randomly for, for a test sort of game at the end of an evening when we had a few minutes. But yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, really get the flavor for it. It's, it's yeah, it, well, it, it lasts about an hour, probably even less, when um, your players are, are hitting the floor. And um, effectively, the floor has mighty blow. Yeah. Um, so if you're playing a team with Mighty Blow, you effectively have Mighty Blow plus two. So you've got Deep Root or Morg on your team. Um, and, and it is quite easy to remove players. But my favorite thing about the whole game is that fouls get SPP. Yep. And you don't get sent off. So my Ooh. Black Orcs have been doing all the fouling rather than the Goblins. It took me two turns to work it out, but I was like, ah, ah, ah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fun, silly game. And I think we're... We're considering doing another tournament at Christmas, I believe. Yeah, we're doing our secret scabber, and we're going to probably do a Christmas market-themed gutter bowl. So use the market yeah. pitch with Christmas rules. Um, I need to start working on the rule set once this is edited and, and put it up to make sure we've got enough people to play. Because um, last year, for the uh, secret scabber, everyone got together. We did our present exchange. I played All-Star 7s against uh, Mr. Nice Ridley. Pete. <laughs> Miss, yeah, yeah. New, new Nice Pete. New Nice Pete. Um, 
Yeah, All Star Sevens. Or and I've also played a game of All Star Elevens against Craig recently. All Star Blood Bowl is the most bonkers thing. <laughs> as in like star players. Yeah, every you just roster like... and draft as you go through. Okay. And I, nice. I, I sat there on my line of scrimmage with Morg and Deep Root going against Hackflem for some reason. So, oh, I'll probably dodge out of the way. It's like, <laughs> no, this is great. But um, but yeah, so we're hoping to do sort of a uh, a Christmas market gutter bowl just uh, for the end of the year. Yeah, just in the evening of sitting there, basically. Yeah, there'll be oh, a cr- cool. and, and a tiebreaker. If you run out of time, pull a cracker. Whoever wins mm-hmm. wins the game. <laughs> goes through. So you're all practicing how to pull a cracker. Yeah, now, exactly. <laughs> I spoke to a fluffles on Monday yeah. um, after you know crushing him with my halflings. Yeah, um, and he was like, "I've never won a Christmas cracker pull." He's like. Wow. Don't take more than 45 minutes then. So there's, get, definite, get etiquette. <laughs> <laughs> there's definite etiquette to cracker pulling because you get those people that creep their hand on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to get some good Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's above the line. It needs to be supervised, absolutely. So obviously that's what we're planning sort of from league-wise. Obviously your league starts going through in playoffs into the next year. What tournaments have we all got coming up or what we're going to visit in the coming weeks and months? So... There's an event on the 28th of October in Ipswich uh, called the Suffolk Subterranean Showcase. Um, it's quite a standard build, and myself, Stu, uh, Tommy, and Craig from our, our league are all going up. And four of us are going up, and we're taking all four stunty teams between us. <laughs> so if one of us doesn't come home with a stunty cup, I'm going to be very disappointed. Very disappointed yeah. Um, but we're we're getting special bandanas made up. Uh, <laughs> team Stunty, yeah. uh, sorry, hashtag Team Stunty because we're down with the kids. Yes, words. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really quite excited about that. So it's a couple of days after my birthday. I know your birthday's coming up as well. Yeah. Um, so we, I think we both said, "Oh, please for our birthday, can we go to play bubble, please?" <laughs> um, and yeah, it's um, it's gonna, hopefully going to be quite exciting. It's it's run by a guy called Justin. Uh, whose snap name is Anya Six, who I've uh, been chatting to a little bit, um, mainly to confirm that my build is is legal, <laughs> <laughs> um, which it is. So I'm taking halflings. You're taking ogres. Ogres. Craig has been playing snotlings this season. He's taking snotlings. He's done really well with snotlings. He's done as well. very well with snotlings. Yeah. Um, and Tommy is uh, a goblin addict and, and taking goblins. So wow. Are you allowed star players at this? You're allowed star players. Oh, okay. I'm taking two. Says, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, Highlander so rule in place. So it's kind of stunty, but not really. But yeah. yeah. Well, look, Chris. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna come up with a rule set which allows star players on the stunty teams for not really much of a penalty, then you're gonna have to expect that people from far, far away <laughs> are going to come and abuse that also. I'm going to come up with my block and brawler ogres and griff and that's all happened. Yeah, yeah so you, you're taking griff. Um, Tommy hasn't decided. He said he's going to take someone green. <laughs> um, he, he took the black gobbo at the weekend. Um, I don't know if he still likes him um, or not, but he, he seemed to have quite a good, um, good weekend. Craig, I believe, is taking Varag yeah. with his snot lens. Nice. Um, and I'm hoping to take Rumbelo and Puggy, depending on how our practice goes in a couple of weeks' time yeah. um, and whether I hate them <laughs> or not by that point. Yeah, cut, cut to a week's time. It's case of, hi, elves. Done. Sod the stunty <laughs> idea. Yeah. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, how about yourself, Chris? Are you off to anything in the near future? Yes, a couple of weeks off to Warhammer World for their uh, full full beard cup, I think nice. it's called. Nice. Yeah, so that's a two-dayer. Um, so taking Norse uh, with, I can't remember his name, the big yeti. Guy. Oh, uh, Skrog. 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 Yes. Yes. Yeah. It sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, so uh, yeah, never taken Norse tournament before, like I was talking about earlier. Um, I played Norse a little bit in sevens actually this season in the uh, the Bromley League. Um, so yeah, don't quite know what to expect from it, but uh, it's quite a cool star player. So yeah. yeah. yeah Nor Norse are a team. So obviously the Valkyries have strip ball, and that's yes, a skill that makes me play really badly when my opinion has yeah. it. So it's quite Unless nice thing to have as a, a built-in. Yeah, yeah. Valkyries are great. A little tiny bit I've played with them in, in the sevens. Valkyries are awesome. They're amazing. So yeah, yeah. No, look forward to it. It should be fun. Cool. That, that was my error with a Valkyrie at um, a Thread Bowl. So I took leader rather than any additional like edge skills. And I think it mm. got me in a bit more trouble than it needed to be as I went through. But yeah, Valkyries and all four of us in a team. It yeah, works yeah, real, but yeah, obviously yeah. drunkard really help makes you decide who's going to be going to take that ball. But obviously it's going to be a Valkyrie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. drunkard, love to forget that. Constantly <laughs> forget that. My opponent loves to remind me. Oh, that's a three. Oh, is it a three plus? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. But um, but I love the Warhammer World event. So I, I went to the midweek sevens um earlier this year. Sometime in summer, wasn't it? So, yeah, because yeah, yeah. I conveniently managed to book a workshop. Yeah, because it was it was around the budget time. There you go. So <laughs> I, was doing the, I was doing the budget and uh, doing some lovely uh, Warhammer. I was up there, but. Love the venue. They they're starting to. You could tell because they did the uh, the three day as well, didn't they? they? Did sevens, elevens, and dungeon bowl. Did you, did you go to that? Yeah, yeah, I did manage to go to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was cool. That was really so was good. that three days, three different formats? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So it was uh, sevens on the uh, Friday, uh, full blood bowl on the Saturday. I think it was, and then dungeon bowl on the Sunday. I think I've got that right. Um, that was very cool. They had uh, proper like printed mats for Dungeon Bowl as well, which is oh like, yeah, really, I saw a really picture. Cool. Those. They yeah, look lovely. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, should sell really them. Like, oh. like people would buy them. We told them that. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they like. Yes, we know. Everybody keeps telling us this, but, <laughs> 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 but yeah, yeah. So no, it was, it was really cool. Yeah, I, I enjoy going to Warhammer World. It's the other stuff around it as well. The other games workshop properties that they do, yeah. obviously. So you know, I enjoy going to the exhibition. That's always cool. Mm -hmm. I, I love it in there. I always go in and take the pictures of the same models, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> pictures of the previous time. But every time, it's like, oh wow, this is amazing. You instantly want to come out and paint stuff because um, it looks so cool. Yeah. So yeah, always, always a fun time. Always a fun time. Yeah, and I, I assume they're going to be doing for NAF championships. They'll do sevens at Warhammer World. Uh, yeah. So so uh, this year. Um, Eldritch Fox actually stepped up to run it um, and has agreed to do so again. Um, so I assume um, the, the information will be available soon. I know it's already been NAF approved, but um, if, if it's not already... He knows a guy. He, he, didn't even, he didn't even get me to do it. Um, <laughs> I didn't have to pull any strings. So he, he knows other guys. He knows everyone. When, uh, when does it start? What time does it start? Um, Is it usually I midday? Think or it's no, no. It's, it's an evening thing. So three Ooh, games okay. in the evening starting around six o'clock. I might, might be able to say. Ah, interesting. Cool. Um, there's a, another event that um, a few of us from our league are going to in Brighton, uh, Saturday 18th of November. Um, it's called the Light and Dark. Not, might be just be called Light and Dark. Light and Dark, Light and Dark doubles. Doubles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a so it's a doubles event. I've not I've not played a doubles event before, but I I really enjoy team events. Um, and so I'm going with Tommy, uh, and because um, we we don't care about winning, we're taking halflings and goblins as our team. <laughs> um, so one one player has to take a team from uh, a list of light teams, and one player has to take it a team from the list of dark teams. Uh, I'm not entirely sure how they're, they're differentiated because I don't really um, pay a lot of attention to the law behind Blood Bowl. So Halflings uh, are clearly dark. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All that happiness and I know, right? yeah. <laughs> joy. It must be dark, right? Um, but the, the list of light teams is a lot shorter than list of dark teams. But um, yeah, so we're taking a, a stunty scab team to that as well. Um, and I know there's, I think, four or five others from our, our league going. Um, and there's one other event that I just want to mention, which is um, War Bowl, which is at the Warfare Convention in Farnborough. Um, so the chap who runs the entire event lives around the corner from here, where, yep. where we are. Um, his son's just got into Blood Bowl, and I believe you're going to give him a practice game at some point. I am. I need to reply, because now I have to go to Milton Keynes for work on the 24th, so I'm going to try and book it in for later in that week before I go off on cool. my November tour for work. <laughs> Um, so, so basically, it's a, a big war gaming convention, but they've not run a Blood Bowl event there previously, and so they, they're starting one up. They've got a couple of local people to uh, to, to help with that. Um, and for my money, it sounds like really good value for money. You, you pay £25 for the tournament, which I believe is a three-game tournament, um, but you get a £20 voucher for um, some company that I forget the name of who, who are sponsoring it. Um, and assuming you want to buy something from them um, and you're getting a gift for the event, it's basically a free event. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah, That's an absolute bargain. Yeah, cool. yeah. And it's a really, really cool convention. I've been to it last year. Uh, and I've been to it a number of years. It used to be held in Reading. Um, and it's a really, really cool uh, convention. The, the last year was pretty big, actually. There's loads of other stuff. There's a massive bring and buy. Um, so if you're into oh, picking up cheap stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. It's a really, really cool, uh, really cool uh, sort of convention. Cool. So that ties us up. So obviously next month, all the tournaments we go to, we'll cover those on next month's episode. But to finish off today, I believe you have some form of a quiz for I, us, Joe. I have come up with a quiz which I've uh, titled Infrequently Asked Questions. Oh, I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so obviously loads of Blood Bowl uh, podcasts have quizzes, uh, and I love quizzes, so... Um, it would be remiss of us to not have one, basically. If this becomes a favourite of listeners, I will create a jingle for your quiz. But for now, <laughs> I, would just, I would just leave it here. But okay. in the future, there may be a jingle. Excellent. I, I'm excited to maybe <laughs> hear a jingle in the future. So um, so I've got a co- uh, one of the Charlie Victor coins, which has got uh, heads and tentacles. Stu, as it's your home, would you like to toss and get crystal? Oh, okay. Here we go. Tentacles never fail. <laughs> oh, I've dropped it on the floor. floor. Uh, that does look like tentacles Ooh, okay. from here. Is we that... are tentacles. Okay, yes. so Chris, would you like to go first or second? Basically, you're all gonna, you're, you're both, all, all both of you uh, <laughs> uh, are gonna give me an answer to each question. Um, uh, but yeah, would you like to go first or second? Oh, I'll go first. Now. Okay. Uh, as I am a proper nerd, I've cross-referenced the FAQ to the rules book. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> now, where's the last time I read the FAQ? Um, a while ago. <laughs> so, 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 basically, I've, I've gone down, and each, each FAQ item has a, a, a number. How many FAQ items do you think they are? The closest will get a point if... in. By any way, either of you gets it spot on, you'll get a bonus half a point. Bonus half a point. Ooh. Wow. Bonus halfling. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. So, how many individual points? Blah, 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 blah. Let's go for seventy-five. Seventy-five. Okay. And Stu, how many would you like to go for? One hundred and twenty-nine. Okay. I can tell you, Stu, that you are closer. So you, you will get one point. 
Uh, I can also tell you, you are 90, 90 odd out. So I, I should be good wow. at mental arithmetic, but I am not. Uh, there are 226. Really? So you're almost 100 out. So wow. yeah, there's a, a lot of them. Some of them are repeated because they are in the rule book, uh, in a spike and in a almanac or something like that. So but, you could yeah, tell yeah. it's all but, about friends here because I could have done real bad gamesmanship and just got one above you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guaranteed <laughs> for the victory. No, you've got to try and get that bonus I, I, I like I like that onus, uh, that onus. I, li I like that honourable uh, approach. Right, uh, question two, Stu. Uh, you to go first. Which skill or trait has the most number of FAQ items? Ooh. One point for uh, the highest if you... Uh, so what? Uh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, one point for the highest. Skill or trait? I think it's going to be throw teammate. Okay, so... The reasoning behind that is because they've FAQ'd it about three times since they started doing this. So it was either going to be that or bomber bombers, mm. but I've got bombardier, but I've gone with throw teammate. Okay, Chris. Yeah, no, I was thinking Hail Mary pass or something like that because they changed that. But um, what am I going to go for? Let's go for. Stu's reaching his bag, which means whatever I've selected wasn't in the top one. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to work out how many actually. It's yeah. like one. Oh no, no, so, uh, is it there? I, yeah, yeah. I, it, your one isn't on my list, so I'm going to check. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, good. Right, good start. Oh, I don't. I really don't know. I'm struggling even thinking anything now. Uh, pro. I'll go with that. Pro. Okay. Uh, right. So, <clears throat> throw teammate has zero on here uh at least according to the cross references okay uh and pro has three so there's Yay! a point point to chris one point wow. apiece. so so Stu, had you gone for bombardier you would have had the uh top answer on the family fortunes uh, board boom. which which has nine different points <laughs> wow um, other notable ones: Animal Sagittary has six. Foul Appearance and Ball and Chain both have five. Can't believe Throw Teammates not in there because they they FAQ'd it. I'm sure they FAQ'd it because so wasn't it the landing? Ah, there you go. So so it might so so it's not cross reference to the skill. It's cross reference to the page about throwing. God, I will have to remember this next yeah. time. <laughs> next month's quiz. Uh, well, one of you, one of you can do the next one. <laughs> this um, is very much an FAQ kind of an FAQ yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're actually fine. But it's actually <laughs> um, so I had planned on all the questions being about the FAQ, but at this point, I've ran out of ideas. Oh. <laughs> um, so there's a whole bunch of other blood ball type questions. So uh, it is. Uh, Chris to go first. Um, according, so so I used BB Tactics as my reference for this one. How many Legacy Star players from third edition onwards have not been updated for Blood Bowl 2020? It's funny, actually. I was looking at the list of third edition star players the other day, but third edition onwards is a You might have an advantage at having played that edition. As well. yes. Oh, no. <laughs> that wasn't a very confident. Uh, no, that was not very, very confident. It's all the ones that came after that in my gap. Okay. The Blood Bowl career, I think. Okay. Um, so it, this is sco scoring for this is the same as the first one. 
Uh, so one point for the closest, half a point if you're spot on. Uh, okay. Barney, bonus half a point if you're spot on. I will go with 20. Okay. Tricky because nineteen or twenty-one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go twenty-nine. Twenty-nine. Okay, Stu. Again, you are closer, but you've got uh, you, you need to basically double that. Really? Wow. There, there were there were fifty-seven who are not in the current edition. Um, so at what we were saying earlier about them releasing a load of star players to keep us happy could go on for quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, wow. Fez Glitch. Uh, question four. Stu to go first. Um, as, uh, as we were talking about earlier, goblins are the best team in Blood Bowl, true or false? <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not the question. How many different star players can goblins hire classing pairs as one each? So one point for places. Half a bonus point for being dead on. Goblins, I'm going to say 11. Okay. Chris? I'm going to go for 13. 13. Chris, you're closer, but the answer is 15. Ooh. So after four questions, we are two apiece. I have. I, I would like to say I haven't got a tiebreaker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, there we go. Um, of the fifty-four star players that are currently legal, at least according to Fumble, which is, uh, I'm citing my sources here basically <laughs> in case there uh, ever any questions. There'll be um, outrage on Twitter. Sorry, X, formerly known as Twitter, where uh, we get this wrong. So, um, how many star players have Lona three plus? As opposed to loan of four plus. Ooh. I will go with seven. Okay. I see. I was going to go quite low as well. I'm going to go with five. Stu, that is exactly right. Now, you get a bonus 20 points if you can explain the logic behind them having three plus rather than four plus. I'm going to say they're probably going to be human-based players, like your Griffs, like your Carlas. Um, you're not far off. So, well, I mean, I, I don't know if that's actually the logic. Basically, I, I don't know what it is. But um, it's Glorial Summerbloom, Griff Overworld, Ivar, uh, no, Ivar Erickson, Puggy, and the Black Gobbo. Oh, well, that's Rodin, then, because the Black Gobbo <laughs> yeah. is coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These yeah. human-based players and that Goblin, lad. <laughs> but it's something for you to remember when you take Griff uh, in a couple of weeks' time. He won't need loner. He's got his own built, inbuilt re-roll. And I don't roll badly. <laughs> there Chris you is go. He's going to fly out the pitch, <laughs> sprint and sure feet. 7 nil. He doesn't need re-rolls, does he, Griff? Question six. Due to go first. So I'm making a note on here. Uh, how many teams were in the 2020 rulebook? Oh, so we... Vampires went in there. You might not want to um, list your workings. <laughs> <laughs> Listening intently. <laughs> so I'm going to go with 23. Okay. Chris? Yeah, that's a good guess. That's about where I was going to go with it. Um, I am going to go with 25. 25. Okay. Stu, you are closer. It was actually 21. Oh. So, of the 29 um, teams, Slana unofficial. Team Kings, Chaos Dorf, High Elf is still Teams of Legend, and Amazon's Corn, Norse, Vampires were previously Teams of Legend, but now have been updated. 
I was just trying to look in my in my mind going, when I look through tour player, what should I buy next to <laughs> What have I got and how many are here? Okay. Uh, question seven. There were 2,251 coaches at the World Cup. How many do you think took vampires? Pre-new rules. Uh, Chris? I think it was incredibly low. What was it? Four? Okay. Four. I'm going to go nine. Nine. Stu, you are romping away to victory. Uh, there were 11. Oh, okay. Um, oh. Sub-question, how many do you think would take it now? 800. <laughs> <laughs> Something along that lines, yeah. Um, of those 2,251, where do you think the highest place vampire coach finished, Stu? Um, I think they probably did quite well. So I'm going to say they finished... 427. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go 693rd. Okay. Stu, the point goes to you again. Uh, 277th. What? Which is really impressive and better than I did. So I am, uh, well, significantly better than I did. No one likes to try hard. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm going to fly away to Spain with my vampires and be good at Blood Bowl. Show off. Okay. Okay. Sticking with the World Cup, then this is probably a very badly worded question. Of all the coaches who finished top for their race, which race finished lowest? So if you look down the leaderboard, what was the last race to appear? How are you gonna how are you gonna judge this? Oh, is it based on the league table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, the obvious answer is goblins, but maybe it's not goblins. I'm going to go with Nurgle. Nurgle, okay. And Stu? I'm going to go High Elf. High Elf. You're both incorrect. Your your first instinct, Chris, was probably closer. It was Ogres. Okay. 469th. Uh, and finally on the World so Cup. So who gets the point? Oh, no, neither of you get a point. Zero. Oh. But we, no, have, oh. we were closest. I don't have all the stats in front of me. Um, uh, uh, what is this? No points for either. You can both have a point. There you go. It's irrelevant. Oh. <laughs> hey, I'm, um, take, I'm taking that point. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and uh, finally on the World Cup, because um, it happened and there's lots of data about it. Um, how many times do you think the block skill was picked? It was the most popular skill, um, and 2,251 coaches. How many times do you think it was picked, Stu? 4,827. Okay. So you've got to think most teams are going to take it once. Some teams are going to take it two or three times. Did they... I'm going to ask a slightly. What was there a restriction on number of times no. you could take? Yeah, okay. No. So let's go for six thousand three hundred. Okay. Let's go big. And twenty-one. Do you want to calculate? No, no, Stu, you are surprisingly close. Oh, really? uh, you you went four eight two seven. The answer is four seven five zero. Wow. wow. So, so what what this has proven is that if you do a quiz about numbers, the accountant's probably going <laughs> to do quite yeah, well. Yeah, I, I feel out of my depth here. Very um, much. I will just tell the scores: one, two, three, four, three five. and a half. 
So one, two, three and a half, <laughs> four and a half, five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half, eight and a half. Eight and a half for Stu, and one... I don't think it's worth counting, really. <laughs> uh, Let's just move on. Eight and a half to three. Congratulations, <laughs> oh, okay. Stu. You win a prize of this invisible trophy. Oh, well, for, for, <laughs> yeah, for an audio-only podcast, this trophy is phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, can't win the bloody board game, but I can win a quiz, so... <laughs> quiz there you about go. The board I mean, that, that's, that's better. So, so you have won 100% of all the quizzes that have ever been on this podcast, so... Undefeated. I, I only listen to a few Blood Bowl podcasts <laughs> and none of them have quizzes, so I'm the best Blood Bowl quiz player <laughs> in all the podcasts. Retire right there. Yeah, exactly. Record. Done. There you go. So there we go. That's episode one of the Blood Bowl Tavern. We've had fun. You listening have probably had fun. Chris, where can we find bits about Bromley Blood Bowl League on social media? Where are your links? Because obviously I should have said, let's ask for links before this and not throw you on the spot. Yeah, so we're on Facebook, so Bromley Blood Bowl League uh, on uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. Do we have to always say that? They always I, I'm, do I'm that just going to call media. it Twitter yeah, until yeah. I die. X, formerly known as Twitter. The BBC do it. We're <laughs> up staking. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. We're, we're yeah, the, yeah. the Blood Bowl Corporation, the BBC. <laughs> oh, no, that's actually a real thing, so we won't worry about that. <laughs> Gimmick infringement. <laughs> yeah, so, and then the, uh, yeah, we're on Twitter as well, so Bromley Blood Bowl League. Uh, yeah. So, this up. It's Where can people find things about Scab and what we're up to So we socials? So, we have a Twitter and an Instagram, both which our scab s-k-a-b-b league um and then we have a facebook uh and it's something like facebook.com slash groups slash scab league something like that um and we also have a discord and there's no handily uh easily rememberable um link to that but i'm sure you'll put it in the show notes below show notes all the links in the bio so yeah thanks very much at some point we'll also get a twitter for the podcast <laughs> sorry a fa- an x for the podcast so uh Follow us there to follow all of our comings, goings, terrible but bad model painting. And yeah. Oh, would you like to introduce the song for today's outro? Oh, yeah. So um, so the song that we're going to use is um, by my friend Lucius Malcolm, who has just recently um, released his solo album and who I saw today at Kids Planet. <laughs> As you do. Yeah, it's called, it's called Amhel and um, I hope you enjoy. Enjoy, everyone. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next month. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.